What's up, everybody? Day two of the postseason is complete. You get a sweep, you get a sweep, you get a sweep. Everybody gets a sweep. We started two days ago, and this was the bracket, and now guess what? Boom. It's updated. We know our matchups going forward. The NLDSs and the ALDSs, they're all set and ready to begin. But Alex, we had a wild day two of the postseason. A lot was going on. Before we talk about it, okay. I don't know if you saw it yesterday. For uh -huh. everybody that was listening, we talked a lot about yeah. flicking off and flipping off. I did a poll. Thousands of people responded. Turns out I'm an idiot. Yeah, duh. <laughs> I tried to tell you that yesterday. Like 90% of people. That's a flick. This is a flip. 90 flick, plus percent of people flip. were like, I've never even heard of flicking. Um, your show's also called Flippin'. You flip things. I don't know. Seemed like a layup. I was just, you okay. know. Can't win them all. Just, just wanted to update everyone. Uh-huh. Turns out I was yeah. wrong. But some people are like, it's you can nice say to admit, It's nice to admit when you're wrong, though. I'm not afraid to admit when I'm wrong. I know. But. This is good, though. We got a. Four series clean sweep, you guys. Wild, wild series. I, I, wild card series. Yeah, I, I can't Two believe days. it. I was watching uh, watching today. We were, we were all together watching here, and yeah. the first two end in a sweep, and then you're like, what are the chances? Like, could they all possibly end in a sweep? And you think, no, that no. ain't, ain't going to happen. Turns out it does. A uh, bunch of really good games, a lot of really good atmospheres today. We're really going to talk games. all about it, break everything down. But all in all, four sweeps. And we're all on to the next round. And we're going to break them all down individually. But when you look at all these series, what was your biggest takeaway from these last two days? Uh, my big takeaway from these last two days uh, as a whole is mm -hmm. that the Philadelphia Phillies are the best team coming out of the wild yeah. card. I mean, there, there's no better team coming out of this round that we just saw than the Phillies. The Phillies can beat anybody. Yeah. And obviously, we all know who they're going up against, right? We're about uh, to see the Braves a little repeat and the of Phillies, last year. a repeat of last year. But that team, you know, you, you go into the postseason, they're a wild card team. But until you see that Philly crowd, yeah. you, you don't really realize how much they're, they're back. Well, it's an advantage, too. And we've talked, we talked about it yesterday, and we talked about it all last season while we were following them throughout their postseason run, yeah. is it is such an advantage playing a home game in Philadelphia yeah. because those fans are on their feet and paying attention, loud, raging through every single play of every single game there in Philly. Yeah, so my big takeaway, they're back. The crowd is back. I wouldn't be surprised. Now we got NLCS last year. This year we get the AL, but which would mean the Phillies would have to get to the World Series. Yeah. It would not shock me if the Phillies end up back there and I'm down on the field again singing, dancing on my own and <laughs> dancing with the crowd. We're going to break down those DS series later on, but this is where it gets scary. When you're a wild card team and you have this momentum coming into the postseason through the wild card, having an exciting sweep, yeah. now to go into the divisional series. So we're going to get to that in a little bit, but let's start with Philly. Right, because they swept Miami, a yeah. big one tonight, seven to one. I mean, Philly was raging tonight. We just said that crowd was wild, but they are clicking on all cylinders right now. Yeah, I mean, what did I say yesterday, Alex? The, the Marlins were overmatched in yeah. this series. That's what I felt like yesterday. That's what it showed today. Seven-one victory for the Phillies. They're the better team. They were the better team all around. They're advancing. Real Muto with a homer in the game. Yeah. Trey Turner had a really good game, but Aaron Nola for me was. 
He's been, he's the key for yeah. this Phillies team going throughout the postseason. You can get good Aaron Nola. You can get bad Aaron Nola. And if they can get good Aaron Nola, this is, this is what they're going to be able to do. Zach Wheeler's really good. Yeah. If you can get a co-ace and Aaron Nola, like we saw tonight, who went seven innings, no runs, this Phillies team... It's, it might be the most dangerous team in the playoffs right now. And let's talk about the offensive side because it was Bryson Stott's grand slam, bottom of the six, to make it seven to nothing that really solidified this win here tonight. Bryson Stott, Stott's tops. How many you were calling it. You were calling that as we were watching the game. Uh, I love Bryson Stott. Um, he's become a, a friend of mine. He's a great dude. Uh, to, to see him hit that grand slam in that situation. The crowd was going nuts. He was going nuts. Just that, that was the ball game. It yeah. was a 3 nothing ball game. He hits the grand slam, 7 nothing game over at that point. Marlins weren't able to come back. Uh, yeah, that was the turning point. That crowd, um, for, for him, the, the players were going nuts. Look, there's not much to this series. Yeah. The Marlins were overmatched, yeah. plain and simple. The Marlins were not good enough to beat the Phillies. The Phillies are one of the best teams in the playoffs going forward. Um, so we're getting a rematch. We are getting a rematch. Now, obviously, your takeaway from the whole series or from the wild card series was that Phillies are the team to beat. Specifically against Miami, what was your takeaway? Yeah, against Miami, for me, it's just this team and the Phillies, um, they, they can beat. My takeaway from this series, Phillies can beat anybody. Yeah. Plain and simple. Third consecutive NLDS appearance now. They can beat anybody in the playoffs right now. I know they're going up against the Atlanta Braves. Yeah. But the Phillies might beat the Braves again. I'm serious. Well, they're hot. And the Braves have had downtime. They're down there playing minor leaguers. No offense to minor leaguers out there. It's not the same. Soft spot. Love them. Was them. Not the same. Not the same energy. Not not. the same atmosphere. Phillies are coming in, playing great baseball. Braves with the downtime. The rematch from last year, the Phillies beat them last year, and it might yeah. happen again. I'm predicting the Braves in the World Series. After this round, I'm feeling a little more worried about that. Yeah. Uh, but it's going to be a lot of fun, for sure. So, obviously, Miami was outmatched. But, as a whole, coming into the postseason, what were they missing? I, what, what, is there anything they could have done better? I think the Marlins took a big step forward this yeah. year. And Marlins fans should be happy that they ended up in the playoffs. They're just not there yet. Yeah. And that's okay. You ran up against one of the best teams in the postseason. The Marlins just aren't there yet. Their offense isn't there yet. There's a lot of young guys there, a young core. Their pitching is very young, very raw. They're just not there yet. Maybe next year. Mm -hmm. They may be a couple years away with that rotation getting better and better. Um, Marlins fans, you're heading in the right direction. Yeah. You're just, I I think they got exposed in this series for not quite being on the playing field as these other teams. No, they're young, but they have the talent and they have a bright future. So there's something to look forward to. All right, well, let's move on to our next series, your D-backs. This was your big prediction at the beginning of the season and at the start of the postseason. Don't count out the D-backs and they sweep the Brewers 5-2 to in a huge comeback today. Alex? Yep. How about the snakes, baby? Come on. I love this team. I love them. The D-backs win 5-2. They again get behind the Brewers, again have to come back and win. Uh, But I said it last night when we were talking about them. For the the Diamondbacks, winning game one was a bonus. Why? Because you have Zach Gallen on the mound in game two. And what did he do? He went out and gave up two runs in the first inning, and that was 
it. Yeah. Five scoreless after that. Ended up going six innings. He was really good. Bullpen comes in and was really good. It got a little hairy there in the last Yeah, they got in trouble in the eighth inning. Bases loaded with one out. And then in the ninth, runners on second and third. So, I mean, this wasn't an easy win. They had to work for it at the end of the game where it could have easily gone the Brewers' way. Yeah, absolutely. But in the end, the D-backs do enough. They scratched and clawed across some some runs, and now they're back in the NFBS for the first time since 2017, which, fun fact, yep. they're now moving on to face the Dodgers. Uh-huh. In 2017, they did the exact same thing. Moved on to the NLDS to play the Dodgers. Got swept. Didn't go well there. Might not go well here. Yeah. But, again, don't sleep on the snakes. No. Uh, love them. Love the offense. Pitching did enough. End up sweeping. All of them ended up sweeping, but end up sweeping the Brewers. Let's go back to that sixth inning, though, because the D-backs offense went off scoring four runs, which is the most that they've scored in an inning in the postseason in franchise history. Yeah. So they have the offense. That's the thing with this this young, inexperienced team is Mm -hmm. if if you let them get hope, then they can just build and build and build on that. And and it sounds dumb. It sounds cheesy. um, But... But seriously, this team is so young and inexperienced that when you let that door creep open a little bit, uh-huh. then this young and experienced team feels like they have hope and yeah. have a chance. And we saw it there in that inning where they scored four runs there and uh, piled on top of it. And that's the thing with this team. And that's why, to be honest with you, Dodgers fans right now feel like, ah, we're facing the D-backs. This is going to be easy. Look, Dodgers fans out there, in case you haven't heard or seen, your pitching ain't exactly what it needs to be. This team's going to get on base. They're going to run. They're going to mm-hmm. scratch and claw. Do they have the offense of the Dodgers? Absolutely not. No. They don't. And it's really not even close. But they can scratch and claw across some runs. Next thing you know, we're in a 4-3 ball game. It's yeah. close, and then it's anybody's game. So don't just view the Diamondbacks as an easy opponent. They're very good. I do not think uh, uh, an easy sweep is in store for the, the Dodgers, especially with their pitching the way it is. Um, yeah, so don't be surprised if they can do some damage. Well, the D-backs, as a six seed, just took out the Brewers as a three seed. What went wrong for the Brewers here? The Brewers just, I, I feel like I've been saying this for a couple of years now, they don't have the offense mm. to compete in the playoffs. They have the pitching. Yeah. Corbin Burns, Freddie Peralta, they're both great. Brandon Woodruff ended up going down, so he didn't play today. But their, uh, their pitching is good. Great. But they don't have the offense. And I've, I feel like I've been saying that. I've been yelling it from the, the mountaintops for years now. Yeah. Go get some offense. And they just don't do it. And I, I, I don't really understand why. Maybe they're unwilling to, to spend and to go get the big guys. But the offense, the way it is, the, the Milwaukee Brewers, the way they are, are certainly good enough to win the NL Central each year. Yeah. But they are not good enough to win in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You might win a round. But the goal isn't to win a round in the playoffs. No. It's to win the World Series. And they're Should not be. good. Their offense is not good enough to do it. It's just not. So I, I get a little frustrated with the Brewers because yeah. I want to see them win. Um, one of my good friends, Willie Adamas, the shortstop on the team, I want to see him win. But they just don't have enough. And it's frustrating to watch that pitching be as good as it is. And then they get to October and they can't score runs. It's just frustrating. All right, final takeaway from this series. You remember what it was last night, Alex, with the uh-huh. game? I told y'all <laughs> to watch out for the snakes. The D-backs squeak in as a sixth seed. Uh-huh. They crawled in backwards. They were losing. They got swept by the Astros to end the regular season. Mm-hmm. And everybody's saying, wow, good season for the Diamondbacks. 
It was a really good season. You guys did great. Yeah, probably going to not good make luck, it very good far. Good luck in the playoffs. <laughs> Screw that. Screw y'all. The D-backs is a real deal. Yeah. I love them. I've been begging them all year long to tweet out MVPCC. They did. They finally did it. A lot of credit to the Diamondbacks social media team. Thank you for appeasing me uh-huh. and saying that. Uh, this team is, is the real deal. Love it. All right, let's move on to our next series. The Twins sweeping the Blue Jays this afternoon. And uh, Twins win their first postseason series since 2002. How's that even possible? The Twins win their first postseason series since their manager, Rocco Baldelli. He wasn't even in the big leagues at the time. He's had a full big league career and become a manager since the Twins have last won a playoff series. Uh, 21 years. 21 years. It was 2002 when the Twins last won a playoff series. They had lost 18 games in a row. Yeah. But Alex, there's a lot to unpack here in this series, Mm -hmm. or in in, in this game today specifically. Uh, We're going to do a demonstration up here at one point on what we saw. Uh, Some managerial decisions out there today were frustrating. Uh, Twins end up winning, sweeping the series. But there was a lot that happened in the game. Yeah, so before we dive into the Twins, let's talk about the Blue Jays' decision to pull Jose Brios. Because he only went three innings, and it didn't seem that bad. He was three hits, one earned run, five strikeouts. That bad? He was pitching great. Yeah, so what happened? Why? God, it's frustrating. Okay, I might end up going off here. Bear with me. Okay. I was frustrated. Yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, it was bullshit that he got taken out of the game when he did. It's the playoffs. You have John Schneider coming out of the dugout and taking him out of the game. Why? Because it's the playoffs? I get pissed off seeing this. You have managers coming. You you manage one way all year long, from March to October 1st. You do one thing, right? We have our starters. They go as long as they can, and then we take them out, and then we go to a bullpen. We know how they look. We know how they feel, and you go about it that way. Well, the calendar turns to October, and all of a sudden, you have managers out there pushing the panic button of, okay, well, okay, he just walked a guy. We have this guy in the bullpen. I feel good about this matchup. Let me bring him in. And next thing you know, you have your stud pitcher who's been great, who's been really good this year, who has, I've said it a million times, playoff stuff. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? Well, it means he's got the stuff to compete in the playoffs. He's got upper 90s fastball, really good off speed, and he was throwing really well. So then... After, you know, early in the game, Schneider comes out of the dugout, takes him out of the game, and it all falls apart. Guess yeah. how many runs score there? Two. Guess mm-hmm. what the final score was? Well, shocker. Two nothing. Yeah. So, I look, I, I don't know where this decision is coming from, right? I can acknowledge that in baseball right now, a lot of decisions are coming from the front office. Yeah. John Schneider's the one down on the field. I don't know right now where this decision came from. But if the decision came from John Schneider to go out there and grab Jose Barrios and take him out early in the game, it's the wrong decision. Big mistake. And I don't think, um, I'm not one to, to call for jobs, but I, I think that was a big mistake. And if I'm the, if I'm the Blue Jays, I, I, I think that would, be an, uh, that would be a situation where maybe you, you look elsewhere going forward. And if it comes from the front office, then it becomes part of, the, what's the process, right? What is the process we're using to use analytics, and figure out at what point this player needs to come into the game. Because at some point, screw analytics, right? This is our guy out there right now. He's dominating, and we need to just let him go, right? This is what he's done all year long. Let's just let him go. Sometimes you get, like, too cute in October. 
And middle of the night, you wake up with this idea of, okay, we're going to have Yusei Kikuchi in the bullpen. Mm -hmm. And if this matchup happens, we're going to go to him. And then you're going to take out Barrios. And it's just so frustrating because you don't do that all year long. Yeah. And Kikuchi's not coming into the games in the fourth inning all year long. Yeah. So whether it was John Schneider or the front office, I don't really care. Whoever made the decision was wrong. And we got to fix that process. And I was just pissed off seeing Brios come out of the game. And then that, that was the game. That was yeah. the ball game. From there on, it was over. Yeah, it, it was the game-changing move. And ultimately, I lost in the series. Yeah, absolutely. That yeah. was a big part of it. I mean, the offense, the offense it, lost It just them. could not figure it out. Yeah. Could not figure it out. But there was a big play in the game. Sonny Gray picking off Vladdy Jr. Yes. This was... I want to demonstrate this. Okay. All right? So I need your help. Yep. And I need more help. Okay. Hey. So big play in the game. Sonny Gray, big, big spot in the game for the Blue Jays. They're finally threatening, right? You got guys second and third um, early in the game, but this is the situation where they needed to do something yeah. to get out of this. And Vladdy Jr. gets picked off of second base. It's yeah. inexcusable. It can't happen. But what I want to show, if you're watching, you'll be able to see this. If you'll hear it. If you're just listening, I'll do my best to try and explain it. But how does this happen, yeah. right? How did this pickoff play happen? Well, Alex, you're going to be Carlos Correa. I am. You're the shortstop, shortstop. in the corner. This is second Little base. Off the base. And producer Taylor, you're going to be Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Okay? So you're getting your lead, right? Big lead. Carlos Correa at shortstop sees, hey, this is, uh, this is probably too big of a lead. We have a chance to pick him off. But the crowd's loud. It's going crazy. How do we do this? I'm Sonny Gray on the mound. I'm looking around. I look at shortstop. Carlos Correa touches the bill of his hat. Yep. Okay, that means something's on. That's the play. You touch the bill of your hat. Okay, I got it. Mm -hmm. I acknowledge it back. Okay? The play is on. That's what we know and only we know. Mm -hmm. So what that play is means I'm going to come set. I'm not even going to look back here anymore. I'm going to count to 2-1,000, right? 1-1,000, 2-1,000, and we're going to be able to run this play. How it's going to work, we got the play. I'm going to come set. The shortstop, Carlos Correa, is going to break to the bag on 1-1000, and I'm going to turn on 2-1000, and the runner, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., has no idea what's happening. He just has too big of a lead. So, we got the play. We're good. All right, I come set. I'm looking here. 1-1000, 2-1000, turn, throw, Bam. boom. You're out. You're an idiot. Get out of here. Why would you have so big of a lead? I don't know. It is truly inexcusable to get picked off there, but given the situation, they were able to do it perfectly. So you can say, how did they do that? Yeah. The pitcher didn't even turn around. Well, this is a play they work on in spring training, yep. and they nailed it. It was brilliant. And Carlos Correa and Sonny Gray, both of us, yeah. after the game, separately acknowledged we were able to do it because of the crowd. Vladimir so Guerrero loud. had too big of a lead. Mm. That was the first part. He yep. had too big of a lead. But the next part is your third base coach will be able to just yell, back, 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 yeah. when you see Correa. Yeah. Carlos Correa said, I knew the crowd was too loud for Vladdy to be able to hear the third base coach. Yeah. So I put on the play. The crowd was super Dude, loud. Was they couldn't hear him yeah. coming. He couldn't hear the third base coach. Next thing you know, Vladdy's out. It's completely inexcusable on his part, but perfectly executed on the part of the Minnesota Twins, Sonny Gray and Carlos Correa. Yeah, let's talk about Carlos Correa because you've been preaching that he becomes a different player once October hits. In the postseason, Carlos Correa comes live. We saw it in game one with arguably one of the best postseason saves 
at-home plate, heads-up plays yesterday, and then today with this pickoff also getting a, a solid RBI. The pickoff one, also a huge at-bat in the game, yeah. driving in run. Carlos Correa, mm-hmm. you know this. I've been saying it yep. all year long. A good year for him? No, not a Carlos Correa year. But when the calendar turns to October, the man turns into a legend. He just does. He did it for the Astros for years. He's doing it in Minnesota now two games in a row. He's putting his stamp on the game. The Twins might not win this series if it's not for Carlos Correa. That play the first game for sure. The play tonight, who knows what happened. By the way, we completely didn't even mention the Blue Jays' best hitter was at the plate when that pickoff happened. Bo Bichette was up. Carlos Correa puts on that play. He drives in a run during the game. He is one of the most clutch players that I have ever seen uh, in October Mm -hmm. with my own two eyes. And that's including a guy that I saw many times up close in October and David Ortiz. Yeah. Those guys are two of the most clutch players in October that I have ever seen. And even though it was a down year, the Twins are in the playoffs now. And Carlos Correa, the the playoff player, he's, he's out. That's crazy. Their first playoff series win in 21 years. Madness. Their playoff series drought was old enough to drink alcohol. Oh, yeah. That's not good. It was insane. Now, what was your biggest takeaway from this series? Um, For me, the biggest takeaway is that Target Field was absolutely rocking. Dude, how about the play? Yeah. They were they were on the field. They they participated in this game. I was extremely, I don't want to say surprised. I just haven't been, you know, we haven't seen the Twins winning in October in a long time. 21 years. Now I saw that atmosphere and I was just extremely impressed. It was so loud. The crowd was awesome. It is not a place that you're going to want to go play in October. Now they're about to play the Astros and we're going to break down all the series coming up in in our next episode. Um, But I don't know if you saw it. Twins fans, I gave them a lot of credit. They were rocking. The place was loud. But as the game ended, they were very loudly cheering on the concourse. We want Houston. (laughs) That doesn't typically work out. Um, Isn't that what the Yankees did last year? The Yankees did it last year. Chanted, we want Houston. The Astros swept the Yankees. (laughs) The Twins chanting, we want Houston. Uh, I just don't think. Be careful what you wish for. I, I don't think you want Houston. No. And if any, if anyone would know that. It's Carlos Correa. Yeah, that's a good point. So they got a little bit of inside there. Uh, so we'll see. We're going to get Houston. We're going to get the Twins. Um, but like I said, in our next episode, we'll break down all the coming series. Yeah. Um, but yeah, big takeaway. Target feel good for you guys. That yeah. place is loud. That was great. All right, so let's get to the first game that we saw today. And that was Texas sweeping the Tampa Bay Rays 7-1. to one, And it was just a complete team effort Today and yesterday from Texas. Yeah, it was. I'm really disappointed in the Rays and their performance. But you're right. Texas deserves a lot of credit. Um, they dominated this series. Yeah. End up winning uh, 7-1 today, 4-0 yesterday. Which, by the way, fun fact here. Uh-huh. The last time the Rangers made a World Series run, 2010, played the Rays in the first two games of the playoffs, beat them 11-1 in those first two games in Tampa. Eerily similar. Yeah. Now, fast forward however many years. 2010, we're in 2023. What's that? 13, 13. years? 13 years later, same sort of thing. 11-1 in two games. They advanced. They're going to go play the Orioles. I was super, impre- super impressed with the Rangers. Offense showed up, but you knew the offense would show up. Yeah. The pitching 
is what really impressed me. Nate Eovaldi today yeah, was dominant. strong outing. Um, good for them. They're moving on. They're advancing. Uh, the, one, the one pick in the first round that I got incorrect, the Rangers are moving on instead of the Rays. What? <laughs> what? Was that a jab that means I, I got two incorrect? No. The one I got wrong. All no. right. All right. It was the one I got wrong. Yeah, I, I got it wrong, too. We both picked Tampa. But Tampa couldn't get a single thing going in this series. Yesterday, it was the four errors, which just, they were beating themselves. Yeah. And today, nothing. They just no could offense. not get anything going. Four errors today. And really tough outing for Zach Eflin. Zach Eflin was not good. Yeah, he was really good all year long, but, yeah. but, but not today. Uh, not a good outing. Ended up giving four earned runs in five innings. Uh, walked two guys. Just all around, you know what? what? All around abysmal performance for everything that has to do with the Tampa Bay Rays. The team on the field, yeah. the fans, I, I get it. Look, I get it. I've stood up for, you know this, I have stood up for Rays fans so often. Well, yes, it's not in Tampa Bay. It's in St. Pete. It's hard to get yeah, to. But it's this a series, weird. This series, you got to do better. You got to do better. Uh, I mean, yeah, the team needs to do better. The fans need to do better. The front office needs to do better. So what happened to the Rays in this series? Well, I, I think Kevin Cash said it very well himself. He said yeah. the guys we had out there were capable of doing better than we did today. Right now, I can't put my finger on why we were eliminated so quickly. The adversity they overcame, we wanted more for those guys after the way they held everything together. They, they just, they underperformed. Yeah. They, they, they didn't hit. They didn't pitch. But for me, Alex, I've, yeah. I, I feel like it's been a couple years of, of thinking this way. Look, I think the Rays, I, the, the whole philosophy. Moneyball? Right? Moneyball, analytics. Mm -hmm. I think it's time to have a real discussion about that. Yeah. Because let's, let's talk about the Rays, Okay. You can go back to 2002 and start talking about the A's, the Oakland A's, and Moneyball. Yeah. And, well, guess what? Let's really talk about them there. Okay. We all saw the movie Moneyball. Great movie, yeah. right? Well, Brad Pitt, he was great. Moneyball, the A's, they were awesome. Well, guess what? They were awesome. They got into the playoffs, and then they lost. The movie just glosses right over that part, right? Some stats they were really that? good. They won 20-plus games in a row. Look at Moneyball. Well, the, the, the ending of the movie just glossed over the fact that they lost. Okay? Moneyball doesn't work there. No. Now let's talk about the, the Tampa Bay Rays, who everyone says, how do the Rays keep doing it? They don't have those huge superstars. They don't spend a lot of money. Yeah. Right? It's, it's the Moneyball. The Rays are the current Moneyball combined with analytics. Right? Yeah. They are the best analytically while doing this Moneyball thing where they don't spend a ton of money and they just get the perfect product on the field. Well, the more and more I think about it, the more and more I realize it doesn't work. What's the goal? Championships. World Series. Right. The goal isn't to win in the regular season. The Rays win in the regular season. They can even win some games in the playoffs. They didn't this year. But it doesn't win championships. Uh -uh. Look, at wins, look at what wins championships. Superstars. Aces of staffs, mm -hmm. big offensive bats. Money, you got to pay. Money. And the Rays aren't spending that money. They're not getting the stars. And in my opinion, they aren't doing enough to win championships. They're a really good team. They're a great regular season team. 
and they deserve a ton of credit for what they do and how good they are at doing it. Yeah. I don't think it's good enough to win championships. It's not. And here's a couple stats to, to back you up on that. Just three of the last 21 World Series winners have had a payroll below the top half of the league. And guess who? They fit well into that. They're at they the very do. bottom. Now, since 2002, the beginning of the Moneyball era, the Rays' win percentage in the playoffs is 438. It's a minimum of 35 playoff games. That's tied for the third worst win percentage in the playoffs, only ahead of Minnesota and Oakland. And if we're doing minimum 50 playoff games, it's the worst in Major League Baseball in playoffs. It doesn't work in the playoffs. And I, I, I think they're just getting, we're, we're getting by on the fact that, wow, because they do well in the regular season, Right. Yeah. Moneyball analytics, it, it works. It can win you a certain amount of games, but it doesn't work when you go into the playoffs against those other teams yeah. like they have in years past, like the Houston Astros with Jose Altuve and Jordan Alvarez and Justin Verlander and the Yankees with Garrett Cole and Aaron Judge. You're you not going to be stars. able to beat those teams. Yeah. You, you know, does mm-hmm. that make sense? It like it, it, it is good enough to win. But it's not good enough to win championships. That's the problem with the Rays. You got to start spending more money. It's really cute and great that you guys are able to do what you're doing while spending no money and winning so many games. But the goal is championships and the team isn't good enough to win championships. And they just got exposed in October. And I know they're missing some of their stars. And uh-huh. I know they went through a lot of adversity this year with one of their best players in Wander Franco. I get all that. But do you think this team was winning a World Series with just him? No. No, they're not. They're not. I, I don't think they're close to winning championships right now. I think they need more. And, and I will also admit, pitching-wise, they were depleted this year, mm-hmm. right? Shane McClanahan and, and Rasmussen, they had all of these guys go down. That does matter. But offensively, they scored one run in two games in the postseason. All those pitchers that went down ain't helping that. No. You need more. You need stars in October, and they don't have them. So looking at this series as a whole, Texas, Tampa Bay, what was your biggest takeaway? Oh, I, gotta, I, was, I was heated there. I know. Deep breath. Woo. All right. Big takeaway from this series, the Rangers, Yeah. if they pitch like this, they can beat anybody. Yeah. What's been their big thing this year? Offense, right? They just yeah. outslug they everybody. Top three offense in the league, almost what, every category. And what's been their Achilles heel this year? Pitching. Pitching. Bullpen. It's been atrocious. Yeah. Well, look at what they did in the playoffs. Yeah. Geraldus Chapman came in and was lights out. Yeah. But if it's also get, what Chapman are we going to get? Well, exactly. So if you can get good Chapman throughout, which he pitches, he's a big game pitcher. He, he loves that adrenaline. Yeah. If he's that guy, the Rangers can beat anybody. They have a good offense. We saw Josh Young today was awesome. Seeger and Simeon drove in runs on, on their end as well. They were really good. Now they go on to play the Orioles. You can't get by. You got to pitch. Yeah. You have to pitch against the Orioles. But the Rangers, I'll say it again. If they pitch like they did in this yeah. series, they can beat anybody in October. It was impressive. All right, now let's get to the top three players of the day, starting with number three, Texas Ranger, Josh Young. Josh Young was fantastic for the Rangers today. Again, Let's not forget, this guy was on pace to be rookie of the year and then gets hurt without for a large part of the season. But he's a huge reason why the Rangers were where they were and are where they are today. Ended up having a good game, went three for four, RBI triple in there as well. 
He's a huge part of that offense, and uh, he was number three for me today in my top three players. Number two with the grand salami, Bryson Stott. Stott's tots. <laughs> salami tots? I just, I love this guy. Grand slam to end it. You, you, figuratively end yeah. it. It put the game out of reach. Uh, put the crowd into absolute pandemonium. Phillies advance. Bryson Stott, grand slam. Huge moment. Good for him. He's number two on my list today. And number one, Aaron Nola. Yeah. The key to the Phillies, uh, I, I will, I'll say this. Yeah. The key to the Phillies' success in the 2023 playoffs is Aaron Nola. You know what you're getting from Zach Wheeler? Yep. He's a stud. Aaron Nola makes all the difference in the world. Aaron Nola is, One, either, is either really good uh-huh. or, or bad. And in the playoffs the last couple of years, including tonight, it's been the he's shown yeah. that it's this really good. And they need him to be really good. And tonight goes seven scoreless, uh, was awesome for them, pitched them into the next round. He was my top player of the night here in day two of the playoffs. How fun. A clean sweep of the wild card round. We got the divisional series uh, starting on Saturday. Got the Twins taking on the Astros. The Rangers taking on Baltimore. D-backs taking on the Dodgers. Phillies taking on the Braves. This is going to be... A couple uh, divisional matchups on the the National League side of things. D-backs, Dodgers. Be a couple games happening right down the street Uh here. And then uh, Braves, Braves, Phillies, which will be a great series as well. And yes, the American League side. Uh, Yeah, rematch. So uh, that's all coming up. We are going to come out here with an episode before those series start breaking down all of these series. What we think is going to happen, that'll be Friday morning, our Friday morning episode that'll come out, breaking down all of the division series across Major League Baseball. Day two was wild. Just two days. All sweeps. Clean sweep. Clean Clean sweep sweep of everything. (laughs) No baseball Thursday, no baseball Friday, and then back to it on Saturday when the division series begin. Good stuff. Great stuff. Good stuff. Let's go. Flipping off. Who knew? Everybody. That's what I... Everybody but you. My big takeaway from the first two days of the playoffs is that I don't know what I'm talking about. And all my whole life, I've been saying it wrong. Not that I go around flipping everybody off. But now I know. Flipping bats. How did you not know? All right. We are done here. And so is this round of the playoffs. Day two is in the books. Thank you all for listening to this episode of Flipping Bats. Make sure you like, subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast, Apple, Spotify. We're also on all social media, including YouTube, where you can watch every single thing we do at Flippin' Bats Pod for all of them. But until Friday morning, my friends, this has been another episode of Flippin' Bats. Day two of the postseason in the book. See you.